Welcome to the Corporate Legal Ops Consortium podcast, where we dive deep into conversations with technology and legal ops thought leaders from across the ecosystem. This is Clock Talk. I'm your host, Jen McCarran. I'm on the board of directors at Clock, and I lead the Netflix legal operations and technology team. On this episode, I'm teleporting you to Las Vegas to our 2023 Clock Global Institute podcast lounge. I sat down with frequent Clock Talk co-host Tommy Ferreira, head of legal ops at Cedar, and our guest, Ihor Monastryski, head of legal at BetterMe, lawyer and legal ops professional based out in the Ukraine. We get into the weeds, in a good way, about strategy and knowledge management as Ihor takes us through how he and his team are scaling themselves and accelerating business over at BetterMe. Ihor is a lawyer and a legal ops professional, so it was interesting to sit with the rare breed of lawyer, one who's obsessed with innovation, technology solutions, and efficiency, and hear where legal ops is at in the eastern part of Europe. We compare notes against Eastern Europe, European legal ops, American legal ops, and got into the vibe at the Clock Global Institute, Las Vegas, all around. Hope you enjoy the episode. Ihor, welcome to Clock Talk. Thank you. We're in the podcast lounge. What do you think of our podcast lounge? A lot of light. A lot of <laughs> light. Looking nice. Yeah. yeah, it's looking nice. Tommy Ferrer joins us as well, co-host. Hi. Co-host extraordinaire. How's it going? It's great. How are you doing, Jan? We're all hanging in there. We're a few hours into clock. We're just getting this room going. A couple interviews in. Ihor, this is your first time? Yeah, it's my first CGI. First CGI ever in your life. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been in legal ops? I think that I have been doing legal ops since I became a lawyer. Oh, so you're a lawyer who does legal yeah. ops. You're like one of one those. One of those. <laughs> yeah. ones. I'm general counsel, so I manage all legal substance and legal operations issues in my company. Okay, so welcome to CGI. Thank welcome you. to the States. You are visiting from your home country, the Ukraine. Yes. Where there's been quite... A war going on there for a while now. Over a year. Over a year yeah, now. Yeah. So we're so glad to have you here as our guest. And we're just sending you and your people back home all the love and thought on what's going on in your home country. Thank you. We appreciate the help of the U.S. government and people pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I hope we can get through that and get to resolution on something on that because this yeah. can't go on. No. This can't go on forever. I am confident that we will win this and become stronger and better. Well, on becoming stronger and better, this is really the theme of our conference here is transformation, which is all about stronger, better, as the Daft Punk song goes. Tommy, what did you think of this morning and our few keynote sessions? This morning was inspiring. Yeah. I- Felt really vulnerable and did not want to move. Like it was too early in the morning, right? We had to move and dance and and get our body going. But I broke into that vulnerability and said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to move. I'm going to get my body going. The mind-body connection, get my mind going as well. But I felt a bit transformed walking out of it because it was a journey that hour. Yeah. Where did you journey to? I journeyed to feeling inspired. That was part of what we were going for. Ihor, what did you think of your first CGI keynote? 
Did you walk in there thinking we were going to talk about contracts? Not. No? No, no. Well, so what were for you sure. expecting? I was expecting that you would set up the vibe for these days to feel transformative. And, oh, okay. Yeah. So we didn't surprise you. So you're not impressed. She does set up a good vibe. She is a vibe setter. I know a little bit about you. I know Mike. So I knew that you will not talk about specific technical issues. You would be more yeah. on a higher level. Igor, are you here for the specific or are you here for the vibe? I'm here for the both. Good. For both. For some tactical, specific stuff. That's as well. And some vibe. Yeah, and some strategic things. Cool. What are, in your many hats role, general counsel, legal ops, what are some problem spaces that you're looking to learn about this week or get your feet more wet in? So first of all, I am trying to grasp a certain benchmark that everybody has in their jobs and companies because I feel that there is a lack of this benchmark back in Ukraine. Because we are not so used for doing separate legal operations as mm -hmm. such. Yeah. So basically in Ukraine, we mostly do legal operation as a sub product of lawyers work. Got so it. yeah, I am trying to grasp what everyone is doing. What are their challenges to compare their challenges to mine and to know better how to help people decide on their priorities. I and hear this a lot about legal ops from Western Europe to Eastern Europe, where it is in its evolution is very young, infancy, it's tacked on to other roles. The market isn't as, it's not as big as the U.S. market, which makes sense. The U.S. market is a single language speaking market, single currency, so we can all bounce off each other that way. And here you have roles that are dedicated, like what Tommy and I are in. But it's, I've heard this across Europe. It sounds like does that resonate with you? It's newer over there. It's Yeah, for sure. And I am in this specific situation because I work for BetterMe. We are Ukrainian founded and Ukrainian managed company that develop health and fitness applications. So cool. our product is available worldwide and our primary market is the US. Because so we're obsessed with health and fitness. Absolutely. <laughs> but we're the most unhealthy and right. unfit people maybe in the yeah, world. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I love us. <laughs> so basically, we need to tackle global issues from Ukraine and we cannot only use the tools that people use in Ukraine. So we need to be open-minded, not only in terms of You're designing issues. a product for the world. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I, I'm trying to design legal operations for world-class standard as well from Ukraine. Yeah, so you're hoping to do a lot of benchmarking this week and see... Yeah. How everyone's doing it, how we structure teams and roles and, and it probably work across those. Sure. And also to share what we do, because I think that we have done a lot of good stuff already in our team as well in terms of knowledge management, matter intake management, etc. Oh. So I'm not simply exploring. I am trying also to give and to find some specific decisions that work best for other people. Well, two legal operations professionals here will tell you in our experience, usually parsing out legal operations from either being a GC or being an attorney is probably a really great place to start because you want to be able to free up a lot of your time to work on strategy and to work on the bigger picture and having a dedicated person, even if it's yourself, but parsing that out really helps to execute on the operational part and separating yeah. it from the bigger strategy and then iterating to have legal operations 
own its own strategy eventually is a lot of what I bet you'll hear people tell you this week. Yep. That's what I hear, actually. (laughs) Ehort, will you please tell me how to do knowledge management? (laughs) Oh, here we go. We are going into specifics now. It's an enigma. I've done it so much that I think I like got shot out the other side onto the New Jersey turnpike somewhere. And I'm like, what just happened? What does that mean to you and your legal function and the company you're in? How do you guys, yeah, how do you approach it? So basically what we are doing now, we have set up a rule that each advice that we give to other teams should be fixed in a certain database that we use. Yeah, like uh, a knowledge base. Yeah, yeah, we have a knowledge base for separate issues, substance issues. For example, product advice, data protection management, process management, etc. Then we attribute a certain text to the advices, okay. provide short descriptions, date creation, etc. And when, for example, a new member joins our team, he or she is able to go to a specific database to cherry pick what she needs or he to know and to know better our style, our substance approach. We are also trying to fix there some template solutions that we use for communications. For example, I think that communication is uh, the most uh, valuable part uh, that uh, legal teams can bring to... Amen. Yeah, because uh, no information is valuable unless it changes the current state. So we are trying to fix that. In addition to this, we are also now trying to come up with a solution for a legal awareness framework for other teams. Because Wait, what kind of framework? Legal awareness. Legal, legal awareness. awareness. Yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. It's the same legal knowledge management, but only with advices that are applicable to the teams that need to use those advices in their work. Yeah. For example product feature development, how it is related to consumer protection, data protection, what they need to pay attention to. So we are considering also creating a space that we will dedicate for those people and then attribute it, for example, by roles or by the product development stages. But we are trying to come up with the best solution because there are too many ways to structure this and we try to come up with the best one. So our product is usable, specific, and people actually view it and use it and find it valuable. Back to your knowledge base and tagging the advice, knowledge management example. Who writes that up? I've always believed in that concept you just described for KM, but to try to force the behavior of everyone giving the advice to then can you just go write it down so we can put it in a knowledge database It doesn't always happen. It's more time and sometimes sensitivity around it. So who writes it? Yeah, we are more flexible than you, I suppose, because we have a small team uh, of lawyers. Yeah. So basically everyone from our team. How small? How big is the team? Five people. Okay. So basically we are trying to establish all of these processes and rules from the very beginning because we know that when we grow fast, we would have a huge backlog of operational operational debt. So I am trying to think forward and to do the work ahead of time. So basically all of my team members are doing this. We are trying also to link this for, with the matter intake management. With, we are using uh, Jira for task management and also attributing some specific issues by use of the epics, features, etc. 
So we are trying to use the stack that our company already has Great. and to develop on the top of that. Do you have the five or so lawyers in Jira working in and out of tickets? Yeah, sure. And we moved all this guy's, of... This guy's a miracle worker. Incredible. <laughs> all incredible. the dreams are happening. Yeah, yeah, we are actually... I tried putting Jira in front of lawyers once. Nope, never again, never again, you guys. Thanks. I'll let myself out that back door. <laughs> yeah, we are also trying to push that we do not do any work that is not put in the Jira for us. So, oh. so no we, email, no Slack. Yeah. You want send them team? right to Jira. Open a ticket. <laughs> open a ticket. Yeah, yeah. We created a pretty easy process to create issues for us. So, for example, if we receive some sort of request from the marketing team, but not into Jira, we just send the same message. Yeah. Here is our process. Here is the link. Here is the video depicting what you should do. Please. Video. Yeah. We are doing all of that. Videos, screenshots with arrows and <laughs> depiction. So screenshots with arrows. Hashtag it knowledge management. It, it works though. It works. Yeah. And people need the visual. Yep. For sure. That's a must. And we are trying to develop all of the processes so every 10 year old can just read it, follow it and know what to do. Oh, did you just say so every 10 year old? Yeah. I say this to my team all the time in our writing and our training materials and everything. You have to write with the simplicity and the reading comprehension that an eight-year-old yep. can understand it, A, and B, can be mildly interesting, even though some might say this is all extremely boring. Like yeah. it has to be in, written in an engaging way, not like it's a manual on a radio from I, the 1980s. I use ton of cat pictures. Cats are all over my materials because- someone loves paying attention to a cat. It gets the interest. Yeah, but you need to find the balance there because... You, <laughs> yeah. you, Do you, I? Eeyore's <laughs> face is basically saying, I don't put cats in anything. You should see my those? Ukrainian colleagues. They would not be into that. <laughs> Whatever well, the Ukrainian version of cats is. <laughs> and now a brief message from our sponsor. Complexity. It's the dreaded 10-letter word no one in legal wants to hear. Yet for professionals managing global entities, complexity is the name of the game. With ever-increasing compliance requirements, internal data requests, and the need to stay deal-ready, spreadsheets can't keep up with the demands of modern entity management anymore. Instead, you need a purpose-built, easy-to-use solution that delivers the right information at the right time to the right people. That's where Diligent Entities comes into play. Centralize your corporate records so your decision makers are on the same page. Automate administrative tasks and focus on what really matters. Empower your company to make the best business decisions with self-service access to the data they need. Ready to revolutionize your legal operations? Ditch the spreadsheets and visit diligent.com slash products slash entities today to stay ahead of the game with the market leader in entity management technology. And now back to the show. On that note, I think it's really important in all of these materials to cater to the audience. Is there anything that you do that makes your company, your colleagues, I don't know, engage more? Do you use humor or certain kinds of visuals or certain engineering environments really just love themselves a Jira ticket window? Do they just see the plain vanilla and they're like, I'm in? Yeah, I believe we have a differentiated approach based on the different team preferences yeah. because there is no one fit all solution sure. neither for the communication neither yeah. to the 
substance needed to the processes. So, for example, if we are communicating with a product manager, yeah. it's one approach. If yeah. we are communicating with the backend team, it's a different approach because they like a lot of artifacts. They like a Which lot of Which team is this? Uh, backend engineers. Backend engineers. Yeah. 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 So they like to read. They like to follow structured guided solutions. Yeah, they love a requirement. They're yeah. used to a lot of words. <laughs> yeah, so we are trying to be flexible. And now we are also have started to map up out the processes using fixed legends of figures. So our processes are depicted each time the same way and the people will get used to it. Because if you see a process map and it's only rectangles, it becomes difficult for the person that has not developed this particular process to understand it. So we are trying to be creative in everything we do. I use a certain color pink in all my slides. FC2558, if you want to look it up. And <laughs> that is the signature that Weagle Ops is coming and there's something here for you, the stakeholders to listen up for, like, sit up, you guys, here comes the message. And I use a lot of repeat visuals as well. You're talking about developing a consistent visual vocabulary. So when you come back and have to say the thing again, they're even just looking at those diagrams that have a look and feel the same shapes or the color and fonts. Your people go, oh, he's back. Eeyore and team are back. Time for change. I like the psychology behind prepping people that they know this is either a training material or this is an FAQ or this is information by putting consistent visuals and colors. Yes. That's great. That's great. Yeah, sure. Um, I try to think of our work also as a some sort of product development because I think it is. we are because we are delivering something to people. So basically, if the company delivers the products for the consumers, we have also consumers, but they are inside of the company. So basically, we need to follow the same principle that yeah. people use in the product development. You can borrow those for this. It's funny. I feel like every podcast episode we're going to do at CGI this week. I'm crowning every episode. I'm like, these are three things you are legal ops people. The entrepreneur episode was you have to be strong on your resilience, on restraint, and on the art of persuasion or in storytelling. Now tack on what you're saying. Know your product development life cycle. Adapt that framework into our work because we are developing solutions, which are products, people. What else are we going to tack on by the end of this week? (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. I believe. Well, I love this. I love your approach to knowledge management. It's spot on. And I'm envious on the knowledge base. I want to do the knowledge base. I just find myself in these large scale environments and maybe it's easier or simpler to do it with five and scale from there. I've never gone from the, you know, zero to five level of lawyers up. Actually, it's a lie. My first legal ops job was with three and they wouldn't put anything in a knowledge base if I paid them. <laughs> but different times, I was the knowledge base person then. So I guess. I hope you downloaded your brain when you left. No, I didn't. I left the SharePoint and said for you guys, no. We went into Cisco via acquisition. So everything just got sunset, as they say, in Eng and product. So all good. Then I went big time. But yeah, knowledge management is an enigma. You talked about intake also. That's done with Jira. Yeah. All Jira, all intake, all routing. And then you can get really slick metrics on types, request types, what's coming in, volume, throughput. Sure. I came up with a simple solution where we 
created, for example, a feature in Jira yeah. is allocated to some laws. For example, it's a consumer protection. Yeah. It's a feature. So underneath the feature, there are epics, which are some Monero topics of consumer protection. For example, marketing compliance, something else. The same we did for all of the other stuff that we do for yeah. the contracts, for the data protection management, etc. We are still sometimes struggling to appoint a specific epic at the time that the task is complete. But we have also found a solution for that. So we are now implementing additional must step in the process where yes. you cannot take the task into a complete one unless you attribute it to a specific epic. Can you define epic for the people that don't know what we mean by epics? This is coming straight out of product management frameworks. Yeah, sure. I will define it in the way that we use it sure, for, yeah. for our legal intake. So epic in our legal intake and task management process is a subpart of a legal sphere. So it must relate to some repeatable topic that we work on. So basically, if it's contracts, we would have simple service agreement would be one epic. Marketing yeah. contracts will be another. DPAs, for example, would be a third one. And then beneath the epic, you'll have stories or... We have tasks. Ta you do tasks. Yeah. And I've heard in other product management, there's stories or a lot of us know user stories. And user stories are requirements in other frameworks, just framed in a different way from a user's perspective. So you can have multiple tasks under like the DPA you just mentioned, data protection, epic. And then an epic can tie into a theme of make something go faster, make deals go faster, faster deal times. <laughs> oh, 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 here we are. Here we are. One of my temporary tattoos that we made for this week is really, I think the sole purpose of legal ops people forget all this meaning of life stuff. It's about faster deal times. You guys, this, <laughs> we are here to accelerate the business, but yeah, back to product framework, it's stories or tasks. Many of them, they must tie to an Epic. And you guys are really tight about that so that you're executing all in your strategy and people aren't straying and working on stuff that's outside of the impact. Yeah, sure. What we are also trying to do now is to sync our planning with the other team's planning. So they work in, a, they call it episodes. Episode is like a three months cycle. So now we are trying to communicate them before they plan the next episode because a lot of the work that they should do in terms of legal issues is becoming very complicated. So they need to engage backend engineers, iOS engineers, front-end engineers. So it's impossible just to come to them and say, hey, we need to do data retention the next week because it's not done in one week. It's yeah, uh, data retention is, that's epic. That's not an epic. That is epic. epic. Yeah, that, and when, so when they come for me for that, I'm like, I have to lie down and talk <laughs> about data. That's more of yeah. an initiative, I think. You need a whole, you need a team. You need a team who's executing on. Oh, and or a lot of time, yeah. time to dig yeah. into that that's and, a, that's and get all strategy. the right people and a committee kind of going on that. It sounds to me like you're getting really tight on the data output that you're getting from Jira. You have dashboards, you have visuals where you can see what the story is. But it also sounds like you're starting to bring that strategy now together because you're starting to see what the business is working on, what the business's product roadmap is. And you're trying to bring together that level down of here's the product roadmap and then here's where my support's going to be and how do I bring this all together? Am I articulating right that it sounds to me like you're really using the data and the dashboards to try to really come together so you can harmonize your strategies? 
Yeah, we have established the system and now we need to decide what to do with the data. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like we are already there and we have some triggers that trigger something else. Yeah, but what it already helps me with is the to understand what my team is working on, yeah. Yeah. what are our challenges. For example, should we hire an additional yeah, uh, IP council yeah. or should we hire an additional data protection team member? Etc. So before this, it was only in my head. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And a guess, an anecdotal guessing based on what you know the volume is, but to really see it is. Ooh. This is how you really hone in on becoming a strategic leader in the ops space is yeah. when you have all the input, you have the data in front of you, you visually utilize it. You shop it around to other teams and go, hey, I see what your roadmap is. And now I can start to understand where you're going to need volume from my team. And now let's all come in together. Do I need to hire a privacy person because I see what you're about to do this year? And it, it starts to be these puts and calls of negotiating, like, where do we put our effort together as a company? Yeah, sure. In my everyday job, it's... uh a lot of communication and persuasion. So I need uh, good data for my pitch decks, actually. I need uh, data to convince uh, the CEO that I need more people. Uh, we need to do some third-party audit, etc. So this really helps. So we are trying to create a lot of solutions that will aid our main work. And the solutions are also becoming a part of our main work as well. That's powerful. That's the goal is to impact how your team does its work, scale them from the beginning. Yeah. And I mean, it also helps the team because they see what they are working on, what other team members are working on. Sometimes, for example, to compare who is doing what. Yeah. If you think a lot about it, you can find 10 more benefits of that as well. I love this. Just full circle strategy, impact, value, scaling your team. Eeyore, thanks for coming in the podcast lounge today. It's Thank nice, you. Nice to have you here. Yeah, it was Thank a pleasure. Thank you for making a very, very big trip. We are really, really happy to have you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great week. We'll see you out there. Thank you. See you. That about wraps up this episode. Thank you, Ehor and Tommy, for coming on the show and sharing your thoughts. And shout out to the Better Me team out in the Ukraine. Hope to meet you all at a live event soon. You can catch this and other episodes of Clock Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. Until next time.